y'all so today's we're talking about today we so the last two episodes we know something different we're not talking about what we usually talk about which is me we're talking about celebrities and um send me emails or something if on the celebs y'all want me to do or if y'all want me to do like topics um you know just send me topics just send me everything um nobody requested this video but i just decided that like we need to start breaking down these celebrities see we have to stop judging and i've been stopped judging people like i am detached from what how i used to be i'm not perfect but i'm man you know like i'm starting to see to my 3d world so i'm gonna give you a little update so i haven't i mean i made i met some new people but nothing serious and i feel like this time the divine really wants me to sit down and just be a friend to myself like not you know me just sit alone and be on my phone all day but like my the divine actually wants me to be present with myself you know just sit down and do nothing or just sit down and do like stuff i enjoy with myself like y'all i've been taking walks or sometimes i'll just find a spot outside and just chill and do nothing like before i go to the gym like every time i go to the gym before I, I, there's these steps and sometimes I'll sit on the steps for like 40 minutes hour two hours and just do nothing sometimes sometimes I'll be reading or I'll be listening to music but yeah I think the divine wants me to be a friend to myself because you know my my self-love back then was just terrible like I had no self-love and it's crazy because we're gonna get into the topic of the video now first off I want to say Whitney Houston was a legend. She will and she will and always will be the best singer in the world, male and female. Cause I mean, better than any male and female. Because there's like, like nobody like, especially in our generation, y'all like music just sucks for our generation. Like I remember it was like today, y'all there was a song playing on the radio, and it was saying snatch his soul like that takes no credit like music is just so bad bruh like there's this song that always plays on the radio and it'd be like she said she got a man i act deaf i don't hear her come here baby girl let me f you in your liver like what kind of lyrics is that bruh like nowadays most music bruh really has no creativity and no emotion like it all just sounds the same all the dudes just rap about killing and and it's like it's like it's like, like at least if you're gonna rap about killing in sex, at least make it sound different. But they'd be all like, Yeah, I had sex with this girl, I got arrested, big charges, I'm a big boss, I be selling I be smuggling drugs and I get it back. I'm the i I'm not two, I'm the one. Like and they'd be all sounding the same, bruh. Like at least like with rappers with Tupac, like he was like like he would be using big words to communicate how he be selling drugs but now bro these rappers just be these rappers be using like these little words to talk about how they be selling drugs and have and, and they be like a guy like they, they just be seeing lines bro and it's like now bro it's like it's just dumb like be like i got a, I got a glick i shot him in his hip like bro i remember one time i was in school and this boy was showing us his um song and he said the first lyric was two three two two threes hit him in his spine make him fart like y'all like i'm not making this up bruh and that's what's so sad about this generation bruh like i don't know if it's social media i don't know if it's the tv bruh but a lot of people really starting to like just lose touch with they with the um creative creativity side like like Anybody can make lines up about having sex, bruh. Like, I remember one time me and my me and this um one boy, we were li- we were in class listening to this one boy song, cause we were on Instagram. This was back in tenth grade when I used to be on social media, and uh, he was like, the boy we were listening to, he was like, he literally said, "Big balls, she liked to suck on," and then I think. Like, y'all, I'm not making this up, man. Like, like, the, like, y'all, the future of music is doomed, man. 
it's aced, you know? You like, and then like the female singers, I don't think any of the females are really good. I mean, Queen Nija and Elama, they're decent, but I don't know. Me personally, I feel like if I was to take this music thing serious, I feel like I would be the best in our generation. Like, I really do feel like I'm better than Gunna. I feel like I'm better than Future. And I feel like I'm, I, I know I'm way better than Young Thug. Um, like, Young Thug just can't rap to me, bruh. Kodak Black can't rap to me. Like, none of them can rap to me, bruh. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, they, yeah, they might go, they go along with the beat. I'll say that. They, you know, they, they catch the beat, but that's all they can do. And when you start rapping, bruh, anyone can catch the beat. But can you, like, bruh, people lost touch with, like, what music's about. Music, like, like me, bruh, because y'all know, like, I feel like I'm kind of a deep person. Like, I remember being a kid, people used to always say, like, you kind of look like you have a deep mind. You know, I remember my teacher told me that one time. You know, I didn't, I, I, I really didn't know what that meant at the time. I was like, I, like, I thought I was just like everybody else, but I really feel like, like, music is just, a way of expressing your soul. But people don't be expressing their soul on their music. People be just be trying to sound like everybody else on their music. Like, like really, bro, I think people just be, like, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Like, the song WAP, bro, like, I think people just be making music out of their egos nowadays. And I think that's why Whitney Houston was so good, too, because she put her soul in it. Like, every song she sung, she sung it with so much emotion, man. And I think the trauma that she went through also is what pushed her to just be so great. Because she went through, she just put it all, she just put all of that pent-up emotion into that anger. You know, like, when you have a passion, you just put all of that anger or whatever, into your passion. So, we're going to come talk about Whitney. Now, Whitney, man, she... Okay, coming. Y'all, this is going to be a part two. So, anyway, um, I had to do something. But, let's talk to Whitney Houston. Now, the thing I love about Whitney Houston is, first, I'm going to say... And I'm not, I'm not naive. I'm not going to... See, I know that my music is good. No, my music is great gotta be honest but um I don't think that I think sometimes you just have to know when somebody is like you know like and it's never about comparison I'm not gonna but I think that me and like Whitney both had creative minds or not even creative minds but we just knew how to express ourselves through a creative hobby and I'm, I'm I didn't go through nearly as much as Whitney Houston. I'm not going to say that at all. But I feel like me and Whitney Houston are both alike. We're both alike. I feel like that's why I feel such a connection to her. Like, I never met her, but I I just feel so connected to her. Because I feel like she also felt like she had no one that really cared about her. Except, I mean... I I can make people who care. Like, you know what I mean? I'm 18, so I got, like, my whole life ahead of me, you know? But I feel like she she didn't... I don't think she had, like... Y'all, Whitney Houston might have said what she said, that she loves her family, but I don't know, bro. I, I just feel like she was lying when she said that. Because also, Robin made a book talking about so much details about Whitney Houston's life, you know? And, you know, that that wasn't the case. Now, when I feel like Whitney just felt like she really couldn't be her true self. And I feel like, I felt like Whitney also didn't really have high self-worth. And if y'all know, if y'all didn't know already, that's something I have struggled with my entire life. I mean, you know, from chasing girls who just obviously, obviously had no interest in me, you know, and just thinking that that's how things are, that's normal. 
you know, just thinking that girls aren't supposed to like you back or and from just letting friends talk to me any type of way and still letting them come back, you know, it like the low self-worth was there, you know, you know, like that's where my lack of self, like you could see my lack of self-love. And I thought it was normal. You know, I thought people were supposed to yell at me. Um, I thought people were supposed to call me ugly, crack jokes about me, you know, um, just stuff like that. You know, I thought that I'm subconsciously the one who just everyone just doesn't treat that well, you know, and I was used to that type of treatment. And, you know, Whitney Houston, just looking back, um, you know, I'm not going to, because one thing about us, like as living souls, we have to, we are all, we're all just trying to figure this thing out. So I would never judge Whitney for anything that she ever did. Um, in fact, I was watching one of her interviews and when she told me, I mean, when she told Oprah some of the things like she used to mix cocaine with marijuana, I didn't judge. I was just like, wow, you know? Um, anyway, um, oh, first off, let me just talk about what made Whitney so great. What made Whitney Houston so great too was just the way she was able to just blend with so many songs and still put that Whitney spin on it. You know what I mean? Like, like no one, like she sounded, like there is no one else she sounded next to. Like, she sounded like, there might be, like, a song where you'd be like, okay, this sounds like so-and-so song. So-and-so's beat, but the song, no. Like, I think she made, your love is my love, and under the stars, but they can't hold us. Like, and the way she held high notes, the way she held high notes was just, it was amazing. You know, like, it, like, it was just like, like, she held high notes. And then could go into just a normal tone. Like, it was nothing. Like, nobody could do that. Like, Whitney truly, truly was beyond talented. Like, she was beyond the greatest. And, like, it would get to the point where... I remember this one this one music video. I was watching a verse. And it was this guy she was singing with. And they were just close with each other. And... She sung this high note. Then now the first they were singing the high notes together. Then he he stopped the high note and he and she dropped down a little bit and just continued and went back up and he just looked at her like, oh my gosh, like wow, like he looked at her like he never seen it before. And I, like when I used to hear like when I was hearing that I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And then I think. It was like towards the end of the song. Um the it was another high note part. Now I don't remember how she held the high note. So I can't explain that to y'all. But all I know is the dude just looked at her like <sighs> the dude just looked at her with such a I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't a lustful look. It was just a I don't know y'all. Like it was just a look like Oh my gosh, like she she's really that talented. And and when I was hearing her sing some of her high notes, y'all, I was like a like like words cannot explain. Like that's how I know Whitney Houston had a soul because that's def she put more than her soul. Like she put more than her soul into that music. And I I truly do think that so back to Whitney Houston having low self-worth. Um, like in the book, it talked about how, and it's nothing wrong if you have low self-worth. I mean, look like look what we're like we're taught, you know? Look like look at how our parents treated us. Look like look at how they talk about God. Like y'all know, bruh. You know what I mean? I, I personally think y'all I, I'm not gonna make anything up. I think that okay, how how do you do statistics? I was never good at math. Okay, so here's like here's like this. I think the average person, bruh, 
like the average person, the average person you see. They can be your Uber driver. They can be your teacher. They can be your classmates. They can be your siblings. I think the average person either has a big, big insecurity or I think that they either have low self-worth. I think the average person has low self-worth. And, you know, you, you might say, well, what about the people? Like, I'm telling you, the average person probably has low self-worth. And I think, you know, I'm a designer wearing person, but I think that's why so much people go gravitate towards designer or just things of high status or getting a lot of females or just always being in a relationship because they just need that validation. You know, they just need that I am worthy, I am valuable, I am important. That's just my take. Like, like y'all, y'all know I told y'all about the light skin cousin, man. Like Capricorn, I told you this story probably a million times, but we're going to do this for the episode. Yeah, so my light skin, I don't want to put too much of a business out there, but we're just going to say the Capricorn. She, I don't know, because if she's seen this podcast, she'd probably be like, you tell her my business and everything. So I'm not going to say that, but just know she, she had an insecurity and it was just crazy, you know, like, like y'all, I'm not going to make anything up. Like some of the girls who you be thinking is really good looking and who really, who probably have high self-esteem. They, they they be the ones with low self-esteem, bro. Like, y'all know those girls who were, like, in middle school really, really good looking. Then you just, they, they go in high school, they still good looking. But then by senior year or maybe when they, like, 21, 20, 22, they just start to, they don't look the same. They look, I ain't going to say they, like, you know what I mean? But they, just, they, don't, they don't look the same, you know, like, every boy don't want them anymore. You know, and this ain't to be funny, you know, we just... Like this is the truth. Like like we like we're not making this up. Like this is how life is. We're in, we're not being mean. We're not judging anyone. We're not criticizing anyone. But y'all know those girls that I'm talking about, y'all. Like I remember there was one time there was this girl and you know, in high school she looked good. She looked good. When she got out 4 or 5 years later, she ended up getting bigger. You know, and nothing's wrong with being big, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, y'all, sometimes the people that you be thinking who got the good clothes, they got good looks, they be getting a lot of boys, and they might get a lot of girls. Y'all may think they got it together, but deep down, they pro- they, they might have low self-worth. I, I don't know, like, but the thing about having low self-worth is with some people, it's more obvious. With other people, it manifests in different ways. See, most the average person has a tra- has trauma, but it manifests in different ways, right? So someone might become a narcissist. Someone might become a people pleaser. Someone might try to be overly nice, to be like, that was how my trauma manifested. Someone might try to be just so cool, just so cool, so likable. Now this is, now y'all are like, y'all might be like, well, Alyssa, how is that? How is that? So what's the difference between the last one you gave? So the difference between being overly nice and being likable is like that person, they're not trying to they're not trying to get anything to make themselves look more valuable. But the person who's just trying to be flashier and everything, they're trying to get designer. They're trying to get women. They're trying to get other things so that excuse me. I'm sorry, man. I had a lot of fried, not, I had, um, a lot of fried food. I mean, I didn't have a lot of fried food, but I mostly ate fried food. I only ate one meal a day. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. y'all. I just realized I was kind of, I got to be cleaner because I, I, t- I think I told you I had to spit on my last podcast. That's not really that clean. I mean, I'm, I'm a clean person. I take showers like every other day, but that's, that's not the point. So anyway, y'all. So yeah. So that person, right? So the difference between so the thing is right these four types of people they all want to be like they like no the last two types of people is they want they both want to be liked they both want to feel validated but they just do it in different ways y'all see how trauma can manifest in different forms you know what i mean like one person gets validation but they're both seeking validation you know 
some people become the chaser. I was the chaser. Like, I, I became the chaser. You know, because, yeah, but the thing is, unless you're really self-aware, you don't know you have low self-worth. Like me, I feel like I kind of was self-aware. I feel like I could have been self-aware, but because of my, you know what, we're not even going to blame astrology, but I just, I just, I just wasn't ready. I don't think I was, I think I was scared of my emotions. I think I was scared to really just look at my life and just believe that my life is effed up. Like, my life is effed up. And I think I started to come to terms with that at 16, but I fully wasn't ready to accept that. Like, like I don't know. I don't know if it's me or not, man. Like, some people are just going to be like, okay, my life is effed up. What am I going to do? But me, I wasn't like that as a kid. And I think part of me just knew that I just I think part of me thought that I couldn't change it but now I'm just yeah so we're gonna talk about so back to Whitney Houston's self self-worth so the thing about Whitney is like it was this dude like she used to get these dudes who really just what like would play her for real you know they didn't really see her value and I think it's because I don't know why but I don't think Whitney Houston seen her own value and it's just so crazy, like, like it just like, like Whitney Houston is just a prime example. And y'all, you know, I'm not saying that you should be broke. No, don't be broke. But don't, don't take, don't put emphasis on anything in this world, y'all. Like, just be like, okay, just be like, I want this, but don't put emphasis on it because it won't make you more valuable. It you won't have higher self esteem. And. The thing about Whitney Houston is, like, like I remember one dude, bruh, Eddie Murphy. Um, and y'all might log, go read Robin Crawford's book. That's how I know all of this. But Eddie Murphy, y'all, he, um, I might just name two examples. He used to crack jokes about her. Like, he used to make jokes about her weave. And he used to, like, stand her up, y'all. Like, I remember one time. He like Whitney Houston was cooking a dinner for him, bruh, and she was gonna she was gonna have sex with him that night too. But I know because she had on a robe and lingerie. She was cooking dinner for him. She said she could. She, now Whitney Houston, she she said she could cook spaghetti. So I guess she was cooking spaghetti for him. And she was cooking for spaghetti for him that night. He didn't even come. He didn't even come. So then I think a couple of days later or so. Or a couple of times later, it was his birthday, y'all, and she, and it was cold, but she still came. I think she she came in something revealing, y'all. Bro, he had her stand outside for fifteen minutes, and then he had fifteen minutes, y'all, not five, not ten, fifteen minutes, like fifteen, like he could at least like two min, like two minutes. So Whitney Houston wanted to surprise him. Excuse me. I know I, I told y'all I had a lot of fried food. So, um, well, not a lot of fried food, but I had fried food. Um, so Whitney Houston came up, came to his house, stood outside, and then he 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 didn't come out. No, he didn't come out. His boy came out and told her. He told her, his boy, that he's busy. Just busy. Like y'all, if like, you know what I mean? And you know what's so crazy, y'all? She still gave him a chance. Um, I think after that, like she, like he had her wrapped around, and it's just so sad, right? But this just goes to show that, like, money, like it don't matter how famous you are, it doesn't matter how other people see you. It's like if you don't feel it in yourself, it don't matter. Like the titles, the name. The legend, the greatest of all time, it don't matter. Whitney Houston probably didn't even feel like a legend. But we all know she was a legend. Like, it's just so sad. Like, Jermaine, it was, she was um, messing with one of the Jacksons. And he played her. Um, Jack, Jermaine played her. But I'm not going to make anything up. Jermaine Jackson, he was a, he kind of was a player. I think one time... Because in the um, Jackson movie, it showed that he cheated on his wife. So he he kind of was a player. But 
the thing is, like, he was twice Whitney's age, and Whitney cut, caught feelings for him. But after a while, Whitney would call him, but he didn't answer. And then after a while, like, I think she just cried, you know, and she was sad over him, you know. And then, um, you know, I think that now, and then I found this interesting about Whitney Houston's family dynamic. Now, I, we're not going to make Whitney Houston's family dynamic. She said that her, like in the book, Robert Crawford, Robin, Robin Crawford's book, Whitney said that her, she said that her brothers would steal from him, steal from her. She never put up a fight or anything. She never pouted or anything. And she said that her mother used to make, Whitney's mother used to make her do all the chores and everything. I mean, it was just, I mean, I can kind of, nah, I can't say that. I mean, sometimes I felt like at my old house, at my father's house, ooh, I just, man. At my father's house, I do feel like I did. Like, my father, um, he used to try to do, like... I mean, he didn't make me clean often, though. I'm not going to sit up here and say that. But I do remember, like, one time, um, he made me clean his closet. y'all. And his... Like, y'all may think, like, Alyssa, you always talking bad about your dad. But then, like, like, y'all, if y'all are going to do something, then just don't... If y'all are going to do something to someone or for someone, like, y'all better just not, just, like, if you're going to do something, like, you know what I mean? Like, like if it's not a bad thing, then why be talking, you know what I mean? So, one, and my dad had, his closet was dirty. I mean, it was trash and boxes and everything everywhere. And he had clothes everywhere in his closet. Like, my dad was, uh, he was the opposite of my mom when it came to cleanliness. I'm not going to say that. Because I'm not going to sit up here and call someone a name. Plus, I don't want y'all to think that this podcast is just going to be talking bad about other people. So, yeah, he made me clean his closet. And, you know, it's kind of funny because my uncle used to steal money from me, too. That's so crazy. I mean... I started hiding my money so my uncle wouldn't steal money from me. But, you know, I remember, you know, and now when I tell people this, I, I didn't tell people that my uncle used to steal money from me. I only told a few people that, but I used to tell people that my uncle used to take advantage of me for, well, he didn't used to take advantage of me, but he used to like play me out of my money. Like, I think this one time I was on punishment and I'm not, this was my night, my night naivety. So I kind of did. If I was naive enough to do that, um, I got my 3DS. I was on punishment because I got in trouble at school. I was in fifth grade and I had a DS and I was just playing it. And I guess my uncle came to my room and he took it and he was like, I'll give you back your DS if you pay me $20. Man, my naive self just handed the $20 right to him. And I think the funny thing is, a week or two later, my dad came in my room. He caught me playing it, and he took my game. And, of course, my uncle didn't give me my $20 back. I think, in fact, when my uncle found out about it, I think he was like, you shouldn't have been playing it, or mm, he either said one of the two. So, yeah, I, I kind of can relate to her on some level. And the thing I think about family is because um, it's not only me experiencing it at this point. Now, I'm going to say later on something that Whitney said that really has pushed me and made me feel better about my life. Like, I, you know, y'all, y'all heard me crying in the Mary Jane Blight episode, but we're going to break that down later on. Dang, I'll be seeing I'll be sounding so professional. So the thing I think about family is I just think, especially in the past generation, I just think that we weren't taught how to 
treat each other. You know, we weren't taught how to treat each other right. You know, like, I'm not saying you got to be a sucker. But we're not supposed to be yelling at each other, calling each other names, and stealing from each other. But I, I think that these men, I think that these families become toxic because of a lack of self-love and a lack of self-knowing. Because I think we're taught to we're taught to not be connected with ourselves. We're taught that our true self isn't good enough. And we're taught that we have to become lovable. The whole con the whole idea of religion is that you are not good enough to be loved by God. The the, the thought about the the idea of religion is that you have to earn your love from God. Like that's it. The whole idea of school is you're either like the whole idea of school is your grades determine your self-worth. Like y'all, I'm not going to make anything up. I remember like I had a 1.8 or 1.7 in 8th grade. I felt like I was a loser. And 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 it, and it's just so crazy because it it shows you it's all conditioning, bro. Because in my 12th grade year, I told y'all this already, but I had a 1.9 or a 1.7 GPA or something like that. And I felt like I was a like I felt like, yeah, okay, I have a 1. Point GPA, but I'm still amazing. I still got a great mind. I still look good like 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 these like we have to stop letting these systems control us. You know we have to stop letting the outside world determine our self worth, and, and 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 it's and that's the trap. That's the trap, and this is why because we're we're taught that, and this is why our uncles, our brothers are stealing money from us because we're taught to live in lack. Um, we're taught that. And I'm still deprogramming my mind from money. You know, sometimes I'd be having a lack mindset. Like I said that, like I didn't even, sometimes I'd be having a lack mindset. I mean, I don't tell myself like I'm broke, but you know, I'll hold on to clothes that I had for three years or I won't go to the store. I won't go to the mall and buy some new clothes for like three or four months. And I'm trying, I'm working on it. Y'all, it's a process, but you know, we're taught that money is just this scarce, rare resource that is hard to get. And it's not like money is everywhere, you know, and, and and it's kind of hard when you came from someone who lived in lack because all you know is lack. All you know is lack. So how do you not think about lack? Like all you know is lack. So all you can think about, all you think, all you think like lack, you think like you lack. You think like you lack, but you need to think like you are abundant. You, We think like we lack, but we need to think like we are abundant in all aspects of our life. So, yeah, um, you know, my uncle used to steal money from me when I was in fifth grade. Now, at first, I, at first, I, I was mad, but then I... But then I guess I wanted my uncle to like me. Um, I didn't want him to not like me or anything. So I just would let it go. But it did bother me. But I kind of let it go. But later on, I kind of just started hiding my money. Because, I don't know, I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't want my money missing anymore. Um... Dang, man, Whitney Houston. No, I like, no, I can't. That, um, no, when I was a kid, I don't think my uncle used to help out with the chores more. But as I got older, it was mostly me doing the chores. But the thing about that is my dad didn't do any chores, bruh. Like, he used to just sit around and mess up the house. Like, and it's crazy. Like, I would just clean the counters in the kitchen. And then, like he, like he would stain it with coffee, or he would spill something, or something. Like he was so, ugh. and you know, at that point, because I was like, I, I didn't eat downstairs. I ate in my room. So at that point, I was just like, and we were going out. We went out to eat mostly, 
So, you know, that's that. So I was like, okay, you know what? At this point, this is my last year. I ain't coming back to this house in eight or seven months. So I was like, I I tried to just do less cleaning because it's no point because the house was just going to get dirty again because my father was just, he just wasn't a clean person. So yeah, I just tried to keep my room clean and I tried to clean the bathroom because my uncle was kind of clean. He didn't flush the toilet, but hey, you know, at least he wasn't like my father. So yeah, I just cleaned the bathroom, but it was mostly me who clean who did all the cleaning. And I remember sometimes like my uncle would even like leave uh cuz he would shave and he would leave his like beard hair on the sink, bruh. And he he really wouldn't clean it up. And I used to, like I used to just be so frustrated, man. You know, and I used to feel like it was mostly me doing the chores. Like, it was really me who was, like, doing the mopping and everything, man. You know, my father, like, sometimes, like... So that's, like, where I could relate to that. And honestly, I can't tell you why I was in that situation. But I feel like I was in it for a reason. Um, But, yeah, so Whitney, you... But, like, mine wasn't as OC, like, with the cleaning, because... Winnie Houston had to have clean, like, stacks of dishes. And I don't know if that played a part in her self-worth, but it was kind of frustrating reading it. And then, like, she didn't do good in school. Um, I think she might have, like, I don't know. She said that in the book, like my mother, that her mom was emotionally unavailable. And she couldn't really talk to her mom about things. Now, they might have performed together, y'all, but it they barely talked, I guess. And that was similar to my mom. And it's just so crazy because it's like almost every child... Especially in like, I, I hate to bring race into it. No, we ain't going, we're we not going to bring race into it. But it's almost like every child had emotionally, an emotionally unavailable mom. And I really think that, I don't know where that comes, I, f- I really feel like that comes from the thing that emotions make you weak. See, I don't think that was only placed on men. I, I think that women probably didn't show their emotions because they felt like it made them vulnerable. It opened them up. See, I ain't gonna lie. Me, my thing was, like, I wouldn't express my emotions or when something hurt me because I was thinking that that person had a certain power over me. Like, that that person had a control over me. And it's like, in a way, that person really does have a control over me. But it's like, it's like, whether I admit the emotion or not, they still won't have control over me. Like, they, they're still going to have control over me whether I admit the emotion or I try to run away from it. And I feel like that's kind of why I felt so heavy, y'all. Like, like from that, like, I'm like, like, I don't know, you know, like, and I, I guess I thought, like, that's a way people can use it against me. Well, not use like they could use it to hurt me or something. Like I, I, I really just don't know. Like, and I also think that me, I, I think that me holding holding back my emotions. We're gonna talk about it from just. I'm not gonna say like the masculine scam point because I don't even think y'all know that I used to feel like a man trapped in a woman's body. But that's that's another. That's that's not that's not even related to the episode. But I just thought that I kind of also thought there's no point of expressing my emotions because it wouldn't be listened to, you know, like, and this is similar to Whitney Houston's story, too. Like, damn, me and Whitney Houston, like, I'm not trying to say that, like, y'all might just be like, you keep talking like, well, this is about her, but me and Whitney Houston had so many similarities. Like, no wonder why I feel so connected to her like y'all i'm not trying to sound crazy i don't know if it's possible maybe like maybe me and whitney houston met in a past life i i really have no idea i don't care because 
I'm sure this is my last incarnation, but I just feel I feel connected to Whitney Houston. Like, even though I never was a big Whitney Houston fan, I'm really still not. I just love her voice. I still feel like I'm connected to her. And maybe it's because when you just tap in so much, you can just sense that, like, someone is similar to you. And I feel like, and it's like the same thing, because, whew, mm, y'all, I'm, I'm going to pause, right? I was going to this vegan place to get the food that I was eating today, but I walked in. No, I didn't even walk in, right? I heard the the music playing, y'all. Guess what her, guess Guess what guess what artist was playing, y'all? Today, today I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up at all, y'all. Guess what artist was playing? But as soon as I came in, not even in the store yet. Two minutes in, I'm just like, dang, is that who I think it is? And then I then I then I move in closer. And then I'm like, oh my god, like in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's Whitney Houston. It was I will I will always love you. So I walked in. Then the next song was playing. It was another Whitney Houston song. It was like, it's not right, but it's okay. Because that one played up. And I think, and then I know I'm Your Baby Tonight played. I think they played four with, like, they were playing straight Whitney Houston, y'all. I swear, y'all. Like, I, like, I, I, I really can't make it up. Like, it, it gets to the point, I can't make it up. Like, I can't make this up. And I was like, wow, man. Like, like me and Whitney Houston really might be connected. I'm, I know y'all might just be like, well, Alyssa, you probably you probably just have a... No, but, like, I don't have a crush on Whitney Houston. Like, I wouldn't do anything with her sexually. I wouldn't date her or anything. But I really do feel like... I don't know if it's because me and her both had some of the same traumas. I mean, I didn't go through near as much as what she did, Like, like I said. But... I don't know. Like, I just know me and Whitney Houston are connected. I don't know how. You know? It, 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 and, it, and it sounds crazy. Like, I feel like I'm crazy saying this, but I know we're connected. So, we were talking about... So, we were talking... Wait, wait, wait. We talked about Whitney Houston's abuse. So, we were talking about my emotions. So, yeah, um... But I don't know. I just thought that emotions made me vulnerable. And I didn't want to be vulnerable. I guess I just didn't want to go that deep. I just, I, I, I guess I was kind of afraid. Afraid of what? I guess I was trying, I was afraid of realizing the truth. And I, I guess the truth is was just like, I don't like life. I don't like how my life was. But, you know, for my family, like, my family used to make it seem like depression was a bad thing. And this, like, you know, like, you're supposed to always seem like you're happy. You're so, so, so always fake a smile. And that was, that's where those masks come from, you know. Hey, that's probably why when COVID came out, we had to wear masks because people were already wearing masks. Like, this might sound corny, but y'all, y'all think we just started wearing masks in 2020. We've been, we've been wearing masks. I know I've been wearing a mask and I, and I'm finally taking it off. And that's why when 2020 came, we had to wear masks. And I, and I really think that maybe, and it's like, cause I know, like, I still had, I still had my mask on, even when we were told we could take masks off. Oh my gosh. That was a connection. Y'all, we were wearing masks before the mask mandate came out. We were wearing we were wearing masks before 2020. And that's why in 2020 we had to wear masks. Oh my gosh. But look, so like I was saying. So yeah, like we're taught that like we gotta wear this mask and you can't really let nobody go know what you're going through. Like y'all, I remember when I was going when I was nine and my father was um, I'm not gonna was beating me and choking me. You know, I don't even think like I think all I did was 
I think I daydreamed. I think my, I think I had an, um, I had, I, I still have an imagination. Like, and I think that's probably why, you know, and I don't know if like, I don't know how it works when you like girls and you're raised by a man, but I think that's kind of why I liked women. Like, I think my imagination too is what helped me escape life. And some people say that just means you're tapped in with yourself, but some of the things I used to like, it was, I don't know, like it was just so weird, but I, I, my imagination helped me escape life. It was video games and my imagination. Like, y'all, I used to daydream and just daydream and just daydream. But I was trying to, I think, and I think sometimes our minds just naturally do stuff. So we could just, but but it's trying to just heal. You know, that's why people be having mental disorders because they're trying to heal, you know? Like, because I used to always like, just like girls. Like I always had a crush on somebody. So when I had a crush on someone, all I would do was just daydream, 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 daydream about them nonstop and just replay the moment we had in our head like even if it was just a hug I would just replay the hug we had in my head or just replay the small interactions to just think about like how I want to talk to them how I'm going to move with them it probably didn't happen but that's what I did and really I feel like even though my dad was a man but I probably feel like, you know, like I told y'all, my mom, you know, she was and me and her, we talked about it later. And because I think my mom, like sometimes y'all, I I really, y'all know how I told y'all about pregnancies. I really think that sometimes our parents were still hurt in her kids. And I, I, I know I told you that before. So yeah, I, I don't think my parents were ready to have kids when they had me, but you know, it's like, it's not about when you're ready because, you know, I guess like you just don't want to have an abortion because some people are truly against abortion. So it's like, you know, you really just have to step up. And I felt like my parents felt like they had to step up, but they truly weren't ready. You know, like I think they were still hurt from their life experiences, from them being a kid. And I'm not going to tell you about my mom and dad's relationship because I really don't think that's my that's not my place to say. But, yeah, like, we're just taught to wear these emotional masks. And we just wonder, like, why our lives are crap. But we don't want to, and it's like, we don't want to think our life is crap, but we say our life is crap. But we think we just plan, but we really feel that way. You know, um, like... You know, you like you might be somebody watching this podcast and you can't find a girlfriend. And y'all, this was me. Like I told y'all, I got rejected, not rejected, but I girl after girl after girl, I never dated. And it was first off because I only liked the idea of them and because I didn't. But it, it was like, you know, what I mean, like we're not perfect. You know, like you might be someone listening to this podcast and you might have problems with holding down a relationship. And you just think, well, dang, that's just how life is for me. Or damn, I can't ever find a girlfriend. Or damn, all these women the same. Or damn, you can't trust these women. But really, you just had a toxic mom. You just felt like you couldn't trust your mom. And that manifests as a form of women who just don't see you. And that's when, are we going to talk about Whitney Houston? No, we're not. So, yeah, I think. That most people are afraid of being vulnerable. I think that, I don't know, I just think that, I think that most people are afraid of the truth. I'll say that. I, I think most people don't want to open their eyes. I think most people are afraid of real. And I think that's why we emotion, are we, oh, that's why we avoid our emotions. Plus, I told y'all this already, but emotions are what make life real emotions are what make life real people are afraid of what's real people are afraid of what's real that's why people watch the news that's why people like bruh the the, the unemotionally uh, people the people that be trying to run for their emotions they be watching the news the news is fake emotions are real but people are afraid of what's real 
I was afraid of what's real. Y'all probably were afraid of what's real. We were all afraid. We were all afraid of what's real. We we're taught that we got to wear masks. You know, we taught that we just got to put on this, this like, we, we put on, we, we like, we told we just got to put on this facade, bruh. You know, we got to go to school, act like we happy. Whole time, we can just be arguing with our parents all the time, or we just don't feel good about ourselves. And then we're taught, like, we got to laugh and smile in front of our parents' face, even though we're just hurt by the years of trauma we experienced through them. And then we're taught that, like, I don't know, we just got to be likable and, and nice. And, and I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I'm not like, you know, it. it's not, it's not, it's not the same era anymore. So I think Whitney Houston's mom, um, I think that she was just someone who was hurt in her own way too. And I think that she just, I don't know, like, it's just weird, but it's just so crazy too. You know, Whitney Houston felt like she, yeah, she felt like she didn't talk to her mom. And maybe that's where the cocaine came in because I don't know, like, I feel like y'all might think, well, I feel like some people use like different techniques i mean different things to escape their trauma like i don't know if y'all know this about me but I, I still struggle with it time to time but i used to overeat a lot um but i think that was like my way of escaping y'all especially like ice cream like i used to eat like a lot of sweet food like it got to a point where i think sometimes i would eat cookies every day so we we all have our vices um, you know, and I think that's where her drug use came in at. Um, you know, her, and maybe just like stealing. I remember she was also a model. She, now she didn't like the modeling, but she, she said they would tear her down. They would say things in front of her like she wasn't there. And they said that she treated her, they treated her like she wasn't human. And me, I was kind of like, dang, bro, Whitney Houston really went through a lot. And I was just like, she really deserved better. You know, and it's just crazy that she just was just in those situations, man. But her best friend, Robin, was always there for her. And it's just, it's good that she just had a friend like that. You know, like, I feel like some people are sometimes just like angels that are just sent for us to just let us know that we're okay. We're perfect just how we are. You know, um and that's what Robin was for her. But really though, like that just goes back to the MJ blinds thing like some people like if someone is just trying like lost in the world like sometimes people can be heartless so I guess I'm not surprised but it seems like especially in the music industry like the entertainment industry bruh it's all just about like gossip and just what sells um dang that's a firework that was a hard firework but yeah because it like it seems like those people really just don't care about anyone, bruh. Like the entertainment industry, and that's why I believe most of them are soulless, but especially like a lot of them just be so heartless, man. You know? It's like they just care about making money. Like that's why I, I really believe I really believe most people in the entertainment industry. I don't even be, like I really just think they're they're soulless, bruh. Cause it's like they really just care about like money, like the money and and, like, yeah, you don't want to be broke, but, like, I don't know. You should have some compassion. And people people lack compassion, man. Like, some people be lacking compassion. And I think, and I think that comes from a type of fear. But I truly don't think that you can live a fulfilling life without an emotion without emotion, without compassion, because 
you're literally stripping back a part of yourself. You're you're taking a, a part of yourself away, you know. And it 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 always comes back like that. That sadness and madness you might be trying to repress or suppress. It it comes in the form of you might you might have a bad back. You might have like bad knees, you know. So it it always comes back, you know. So yeah, people like people be lacking compassion, you know. But to me, when I read Whitney Houston's story, Robert Crawford, but she she talked a, a lot about Whitney Houston. It it seemed like Whitney Houston was all was just a girl who just didn't know her self worth, and I feel like that's why her relationships ended up being the way they were. Um, so we're going to talk about how her family treated her. Then we're going to talk about y'all. Y'all know this one, man. Y'all know this one. The king. What did they call him? They came, they called him the king of pop or the king of R&B or something like that. Now, I'm not going to make anything up. When Bobby Brown, he was good. He was good. Now, I wouldn't call him a legend because he didn't have that much good songs. Like, he really only had that one album. And then after that, like, you never heard from him again. I think he said, I think there was this one song called Feeling Inside, but other than that, like, that was Bobby Brown, like, 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 to be, to to me, I feel like to be a legend, how many would, Whitney Houston had at least, like, a good five, or she had, baby, I'm your baby tonight, she had the 19, no, it was 1999, it was 1985, 1987, then 1990, then 1993, 1998, 2002, 2009. She had a good seven albums. I feel like to be considered a legend, you probably got to have at least three albums. Three albums. And then, but those albums have to be good. To have, now, you might be able to get away with two albums if you're, if they're really, really good, though. They got to be amazing, though, to be considered a legend. So I, I, I really can't consider Bobby Brown a legend, but Bobby Brown definitely made good music. Um, but I also read that it seemed like Whitney Houston was a giver, like a people pleaser in a way, but she was a Leo and Leos kind of can be people please. Well, female Leos, female Leos can be a people pleasers that's one thing i noticed um y'all y'all know the stories that i told y'all about leos the leo females um like i remember reading in the story that she was paying for everyone in the family like she was taking care of all of them bruh like her source of income was their money bruh and me, I would have been like, oh no, like, like me, because I know I'm going to be wealthy. Like I'll, like, I will give my family money. Like I'll give them 10 grand each, but after that, that's it. Or if they ask me for money, I would give them to them because you know, my mom and everyone took care of me, but I wouldn't be paying for everything. They like, no. And y'all, it got to this one point where like, once you started marrying Bobby Brown, she was paying for some of Bobby Brown's family's things. And Bobby Brown was, Bobby, her money was Bobby Brown's money, bruh. And it was just so sad, bruh, because it's like Whitney Houston. It seemed like she just gave and gave and gave. And she just didn't give to herself. And it's like, that's what we're, especially as females. And, and I think as females are taught, like females are taught this. And I know you're like, well, Alyssa, you're masculine, so, like, but, like, I feel like since I was, like, raised by a man, I kind of still was, like, it's, like, as a woman, you're taught that, like, you you just have to, like, just be how, like, you just have to kind of conform in a way, like, you kind of have to just give or, you're pleased, like, like, I don't know, like, you kind of have to just be submissive in a way. And I, I'm not, I don't mean it's like, it's nothing wrong with like letting someone take the lead, but 
it's to the point where you just talk like you gotta shut up and just do what everyone else wants or something. With men, it's like, it's like men. I feel like men are like taught to just be like rulers and stuff like that. Like I don't know, like it's just weird, you know. It's just a weird dynamic, in a way. So you know, just imagine back then, like you know, if like women, I feel like as women, we're kind of not like women are kind of taught. Like women are kind of like oh like, like back then like, like I don't think women were like, like women like weren't really given voice back voices back then and everything but like now it's starting to be a little more but back then just imagine so like it's like and it's kind of crazy too because like women are like women are taught to be just like selfless and OC given but like. Men are taught to kind of basically be like selfish and dominant and like just hard, you know. So I I definitely do see how, you know, where that came from. You know, because it, notice it's mostly women who are people pleasers. Like you don't hear too much about women like men people pleasers. I notice like trauma. It's it seems like for men. Their trauma, like, they just try to be just hard and unemotional and just controlling. Like, I feel, I feel like that's how men express their trauma. And y'all might just say, like, no, I, it's, it's because of how we're taught, y'all. So, yeah, um, you know, and wow, she was pain, like, I, man, I went, like, like I'm not even a tough person, but I wish I I would pay for everyone in my family. And they like, man, they, like, in fact, if I was to pay for everyone in my family, they would be do they definitely would be doing things for me. Or I'd just be like, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disrespectful or just saying, well, you're broke and you're living off of me. I wouldn't. Be, I, I mean, I probably would let it slip out because it's like, y'all don't understand. Like, money is survival. Like, I'm not saying like. To have a lack mindset, but it shouldn't be to the point where you're paying for everyone. Like, like she was housing them, feeding them. Like, it was just so crazy. And she said, like, the family would just be criticizing her sometimes. Like, in her book, Robin's book. Man, I wish. Like, I'm not even, like, and y'all know how I am. Like, man, I, like, man, I, the first time I, I feel that. I'm I'm getting somebody's getting beside themselves. I'm gonna be like, I would say, look, I'm paying for everything. You're not paying for anything. So you're either gonna do what I say or you're gonna leave and pay for your own stuff. Because it's like, man, y'all gotta read that book. Um, but it seems like really Whitney Houston's family was kind of like Whitney Houston's family like was a little messed up. But y'all know how I told y'all. Um, families really aren't like families really aren't a unit anymore. I don't I don't think families were ever a unit unit, but it's almost like I don't know. Sometimes it's forced I and I and I feel like especially as living souls, most of the time we don't feel a connection to our families. But now me, I'm not the type of living soul to do that. Um, you know, we already told y'all that I'm the loner of my family. I'm not keep like, in, that's, um, but back then, I think the saying blood's thicker than water, something crazy like that. And I think that people felt like, okay, I might not connect with these people, but I want to be seen as right in the eyes of society. And that's another thing. We're not taught to live for ourselves, but... And I feel like that's kind of why Whitney kept them around. But I feel like Whitney Houston probably didn't feel a connection to her family. Now, I, I really don't know because I like, you know what I mean? I don't want to sit here and say that I know everything about Whitney Houston's life because I, I really don't. But that's just what it seemed like. You know, sometimes I feel like Whitney Houston was just putting on an act, a facade. And... It, it it's also really hard because it's like you kind of have to do that because you're in the eyes of Hollywood. You're in Hollywood, 
And those critics, man, you know, they will criticize you. Like, they will make a name. Like, they will all be in your business. So, I guess you didn't want that. So, like, I really do feel like, and maybe that's why I just connect with Whitney char- Whitney's character so much. Like, I really do feel like Whitney felt like she just wasn't really understood. Like, she just really couldn't just be her true self at times. Like, she she just had to put on the act at times. I, I really do feel like that. Like, I don't think Whitney ever took into account, like, her own self, her own needs. And I, I think maybe that's why I think my old self is gravitating towards her. I think that's my old self. And I think that, like, maybe me watching and just, like, just learning so much about Whitney is probably healing myself. And just watching her interviews. Because it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, like, okay, like, you know, she went through this, but if Whitney can do it, or Whitney went through it, like, I like I can be strong for Whitney Houston. Like, I can be strong for Whitney Houston, like... I can move differently because I seen how this affected Whitney Houston and I'm going to love like this is why it's important for me to love myself and put myself first in certain situations or not let like what happened to me in my past like the kids saying that like you don't bag no girls or you're ugly or you'll never have a girlfriend that's why like I just can't like and those are some of the things that like I really had to think like dang like that kind of did hurt like that did take a toll on my self-worth but just like seeing Whitney and just listening, like, reading her story, it's like, okay, well, you know, Whitney Houston, she was that, like, Whitney Houston, but, like, our our outside, like, like, I got, like, I can be strong for Whitney, or Whitney Houston, like, like, that didn't get Whitney Houston anywhere, and I kind of had some of the same problems that Whitney Houston had, and just seeing how her life turned out, it's like, if I do these things differently, then maybe I can win too. Or maybe I can keep my wins. Dang, this podcast is... We might as well just do a part two. This, but... So this is part one. Um, part two's coming next week. I'm every woman. <laughs>